The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You are now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. <laughs> I have a friend in the house. I have Tiffany Gidley, who is a amazing real estate <laughs> agent in the Bend, Oregon area, a friend of mine for a long time. We go back a ways, don't we? We sure do. Oh my word, I don't even know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we met on a subdivision. I was a mortgage guy. She was a real estate gal on this mortgage, uh, this subdivision. I had a section where my builder was building and she was working with her builder. And, you know, we were both hustling. We, we were out there on the weekends mm-hmm. working. Everybody else is like snoozing, I guess. And mm-hmm. um, we both liked our work ethic and we stayed together. I actually hooked her up with a buddy of mine a long time ago, but it didn't work out. Poor Lance. <laughs> Poor Lance. <laughs> I'll have to have it him was listen 11 to this years ago. Yeah. I'll have to have him listen to this episode. But now she's got this beautiful husband, beautiful family. We're going to be talking about all this. And, you know, uh, Tiffany, actually, I'm going to give you some kudos here. We'll, we'll put down a sheet. After four times, she just won Mrs. Oregon. is, And, and now you're going on to Mrs. America and hopefully Mrs. Mrs. World. Mrs. American, is which is a preliminary to Mrs. World. Yes. All right. Pretty cool. Right. Mm-hmm. So kind of a cool little story because this is your fourth try so it's like you are a fighter you are somebody that doesn't give up and and you made it happen and it's probably a little sweeter on the fourth go around I would imagine absolutely yes more friends more experience and lots of love (laughs) that was pretty cool all right so what I wanted you to do because the the main story here today is we're going to get in in the second segment we're going to get into the story of your experience because John got diagnosed with brain cast or is a glioblastoma, correct? Uh, yes, glioblastoma grade. Well, they were confused. So it's a level two at the moment. They weren't sure if it was a two or a three when they biopsied it. And that's a little scary because how old are you and John? Mm-hmm. So I just turned 43 and my husband at the time was 38. 38. And how old are your children? So we had an 11 year old, a six year old, and I just turned five year old. Okay, five, six, and 11. So mm-hmm. you got a beautiful little family in the Bend, Oregon area. You're hustling yeah. with real estate. John's a builder, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he's in a real estate investor. Real estate investor. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, hey, hustling, got the American dream, and then all of a sudden, boom, brain cancer, right? Mm-hmm. So that'll rock you. We're going to talk about that in the second segment, but leading up to that, um, I thought it would be very interesting for for our listeners to know because we have a we have a we have a past we have a history so we do you know when you met me I wasn't that healthy right? no we weren't <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard for people to believe that and when I, they see my pictures and stuff like that they're like I can't even believe that's you like they can't and I'm like I can't believe it's me like yeah. I can't it's like a whole different time space reality and it was it was a different mm-hmm. time space reality. So I was kind of overweight and why don't you, I don't know if you can remember, but what was I, I like absolutely back then? remember. What was I like back then? What was I eating and what I look like? So yes, you were definitely heavier. I will say that I also mm-hmm. was not eating correctly myself, but um, yes, you, I can't just put it off on you. 
Um, and it was about 11 years ago, maybe mm -hmm. 12. Um, yeah, yeah, actually 12. So anyway, um, met you and, um, you know, the typical real estate lender smoozing world, you're out, you, your, your diet is awful because you eat when you can, what you can, what you have available to you at, you know, arm's reach. And then, you know, you're out with clients, you're um, taking people out to dinner and drinks and all the things. You're up at all crazy hours, um, up at dawn, <laughs> out till the, till, the, till the late night, early morning hours, yeah. uh, you know, in different places all around Portland. And it was fun, but it wasn't healthy. <laughs> right, and right. so, yeah. And I do remember meeting you at Starbucks right after you got real started into this because your friend Charles, you wanted to help him out. I remember that. And you were just tired of friends getting diagnosed with cancer and dying of cancer. And you just thought, oh, I'll, you know, I'll be with my buddy for 10 days and learn the Hippocrates way and just eat salads. And that would be that. But you came back a changed person. And I'm so glad you shared with me because it's changed my life. And little did I know my husband who would be diagnosed with brain cancer. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's really cool. So I remember like that Starbucks meeting because you were like, well, what about coffee? And I told you yeah. about it and you're like, oh my God, you know, I can't like, drink this. I can't drink this. Why did you meet me and bring me here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, sorry, this is what, that's what they told me. I'm just the messenger. Don't shoot me. Right. So from that point on, you know, I, I got back from Hippocrates and I kind of, you know, dropped these bombs on you about this health stuff, but you were very receptive. You, you know, you're open-minded about everything. And then you actually mm -hmm. came, came to some of the classes back in the day when I, you know, I had over 5,000 people to my home. Mm -hmm. Remember I was doing those classes every Tuesday, Wednesday, these detox yes. nutrition classes, making fresh juice, yeah. wheatgrass juice, green uh -huh. juices, fresh raw living food meals. What was uh -huh. that experience like? You know, I really love that. And it was very, well, just the meeting at Starbucks really was very interesting. And I trusted you because I knew, I mean, A, I knew you as a friend, but I also knew, you know, you were on this health journey and you were helping people and you were seeing people get well and be well from what they were putting in internally. And so that was, you know, quite um, eye-opening for you. And, you know, I was absolutely open to listening to that because, you know, it's, it's important. And I'd always kind of been interested in health. And, um, and so, you know, it was just, it was neat to hear what you were saying about the greens going to your house, you know, eating, um, taking our, our, our wheatgrass shots, and then having our green drinks with the cucumber, celery, pea sprout, um, sunflower sprouts, and blue green algae, and those, um, you know, it just, it tasted good. It tasted um, healthy. And then those, oh my gosh, you made those tacos that were butter leaf lettuce with the hummus and the fresh sprouts and the cumin and the lemon juice. And I've actually repeated that several times with friends to try, you know, because that's how I was introduced is, you know, and how you introduced me and now my family and friends. So it was really eye-opening. And I remember leaving those classes thinking, well, what am I supposed to eat? <laughs> I can't I know. eat anything. <laughs> that's what I left Hippocrates. I was just saying the same thing. I was like, what do I eat? I had those damn living food tacos for like seven, eight months. I didn't know what mm -hmm. else to eat. And then <laughs> I went down to Blossoming Lotus and they had those raw wraps mm -hmm. and I'd buy those. And I go to Rotary and I have those at Rotary and eat half of it mm -hmm. and then take the other half home and have it for dinner that night. So that was what my mm -hmm. kind of, or maybe the next day mm -hmm. I'd have it to kind of break up the monotony. Mm -hmm. And I, I literally, I didn't do it all right in the beginning, but I was eating those living food tacos. I was juicing yeah. like a madman. 
twice right. a day, never missed. Wheatgrass shots twice a day, green juices twice a day, fresh made, mm-hmm. sprouts growing, um, mm-hmm. did the living food tacos. Um, and then I had um, apples and peanut butter. I, I was That's pretty much was my diet. That is first. hilarious that I had some apples and peanut butter just literally an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm, uh-huh. spoiler alert. Sorry, but, um, I know. then I, then I learned later that, that and Dr. Clement's mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, those uh, peanuts yeah. have an aflatoxin. It's a known carcinogen because mm-hmm. they grow on the ground. They create this mold. I'm like, what? I'm yeah, like, I know. Don't, I know. don't take it away from me. I know. It's so like, good. Yeah, they, there's a grade and there's B grade and C grade. We get most mm-hmm. of the A grade in the United States, but there's third world countries. They get the C grades and a lot oh, wow. of them die from the peanuts. And I'm like, what? Oh my and I'm, I'm like, so the whole thing was just like, he blew my mind. Cause I literally, grew up on peanut butter jelly sandwiches i mean i was eating those things like same three a day like right. easy like I, yeah. i'd sneak them all the time making them my dad would like i do it so my dad because he'd never catch me my mom would yell at me but she but she wouldn't really do much but if my dad saw me making he's like you're ruining your dinner you know go to your room you're grounded no dinner <laughs> like so i just i had to sneak them well but, and that's uh, what you ate too i remember you were meat and potatoes pecan pie right pumpkin pie Oh my oh God. My God. Yes. It was you. Remember for my birthday, mm-hmm. you're the one that bought me the branding iron with my yes. initials TJ. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's so, me. so what I would do is she gives me this branding iron and you'd put it in the barbecue. Cause I was always having parties and barbecuing. Cause we're like mortgage people, real estate, we're entertaining, mm-hmm. we're doing mm-hmm. business, you know? And I'd like, I put TJ in your steak and then you come over and I'd, you know, I'm cause I was into it. I grew up on Eastern Oregon. I was hunting and fishing. We had, I, we had our own cattle, Hereford cattle. I shot elk and deer and chuckers and pheasants, all these mm-hmm. things. And we had our own, we had our own meat processing and mm-hmm. meat grinders and meat saws. And I was really into meat. So um, mm-hmm. thank you for the present. Um, I don't have it anymore. I actually, okay. I, you know, I, I did keep it. I did keep it as okay. a memento. It's, I think it's hanging it on the wall. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's in my trailer. So, um, so that was awesome. So you, 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 we talked at Starbucks after I got back from Hippocrates, mm-hmm. You started making some changes. You then you came to some of the classes. You made more changes. Mm-hmm. What what was what was your like life before and then like after you started making these changes? What did you notice? Oh, I definitely noticed more energy for sure. Mm-hmm. And I just felt and also with the drinking more water because I feel like I definitely wasn't prior to that either. Mm-hmm. And taking the smaller bites for the amylase and all that. So just those little things just made me feel you know healthier having living foods versus, you know, these, you know, eating dead food, it's not going to give you anything, any nutrition whatsoever. And it's funny because I had a hard time wrapping my head around, you know, pea sprouts or sunflower sprouts, or, you know, even wheatgrass being, you know, giving you the most protein that you can find on land. And it just, to this day, when we have these immunity parties, which we call them and do, people are just shocked. And I just, I remember you saying, think of a horse, you know, think of, you know, these animals that are huge and that's, that's what they eat. And so, um, it's fun to share that, that, that story, um, you know, of, of, um, you know, what it feels like it's fresh. Yeah. And just to clarify, because I know there's somebody out there going, well, I'm not a horse. I don't eat grass. Cause we had this, <laughs> you know, I've, I've taught enough classes to know that some people yeah. are thinking this, like, no, we're not telling you to eat grass. <laughs> You don't have the the, the stomach yeah. to digest the cellulose, no. but yeah. but yeah. the juice from it Correct. is loaded with chlorophyll, and inside of mm-hmm. that chlorophyll are phytochemicals and enzymes and hormones mm-hmm. and nutrients and vitamins and minerals and trace minerals and more importantly, biophoton energy, which is electrons. So this is the life force. These electrons, because mm-hmm. people are like, I always, you know, I I talked about this. Was I on somebody else's podcast? I don't know, but here I'll share it again. So. 
This is really cool. When you eat a junk food diet, your body emits, and you can test this, about a thousand biophotons. So what's a biophoton? Well, a photon comes down from the sun. Those are photons. They're captured in the leaf of a plant via photosynthesis, and, and they turn into electrons, and they, they're spinning. That's electricity, the basis of it, right? So when you go to, and people are like, well, what, what, humans, I'm not electric. Yeah, you are. That's when they go to the mm-hmm. hospital, which you guys spent a lot of time in recently. Mm-hmm. Beep. And an EKG, what does that major? Mm-hmm. Beep. It measures electrical energy from your heart. Your heart is electric. How do they, they shock you back mm-hmm. and get your heart going again. It's electric. So on a mm-hmm. micro level, we are electric light beings. So think about it, the mm-hmm. light coming from the sun. Because I remember in the beginning, somebody's like, we're light beings. I'm like, you're crazy. <laughs> light beings. What are you talking about? Well, photons come from light and it's captured on a leaf of a plant, makes the electrons. Mm-hmm. We consume the raw living plant like sprouts those electrons transferred by our body, we charge up, it's like charging up a battery. So mm-hmm. now that we're clear on what biophoton energy is, a junk food eater emits a thousand biophotons. Somebody eating an organic diet, but it's all cooked, they will emit 23,000 biophotons. Pretty wow. powerful. A newborn baby, mm-hmm. 43,000 biophotons. That's why kids wow. are like, woohoo, you know, they got all this energy. Yeah. And stuff. Somebody that eats 100% living foods, 83,000 biophotons. Wow. So here's the deal. Mm-hmm. When you, the, we, and I know there's other people thinking, oh, I'm not going to eat 100% living foods. I can't do that. I like my food. They're, you're addicted. I, I get it. I've been there. Okay. What we're saying is to start adding living foods into your diet slowly, but surely and ramp up until you find something that works for you. But I'm just right. telling you, if you're 100% living food or like Gabriel, Dr. Mm-hmm. Gabriel Cousins, who's in his 80s and he can do 30 pull-ups and probably like in 300 wow. push-ups. He did like 300 push-ups when he was like 77 or something. Oh right? my goodness. A medical doctor, football star. Yeah. Now he's like, you know, he's living fooder, MD, helps. He's, he's all over the place. Um, and, you know, what he was talking about was that every day about a billion cells dies in your body, right? A billion. Wow. And every day your body manufactures more cells. If you can manufacture more cells than die, you stay and get younger. If your body manufactures less cells than that die off, you get older. The fountain of youth. Thanks, it's, Tim. It's, it's the fountain of youth. So how? what's the fastest way of doing this besides detoxing and cleansing and get all mm-hmm. the man-made crap out and reducing stress and getting your sleep right mm-hmm. and having a good bed and cracking your window night and having healthy air, it's pumping biophotons or electrons in your body with living foods, living foods. So this is what, this is why you and I experience so much, you know, and you, you don't need to mm-hmm. even to know any of this crap. You just freaking eat sprouts and, eat sprouts and you're going to get freaking healthy. Okay. That's <laughs> what it works. Right. Right. So anyway, um, that was a good first segment. Um, I want to thank you for sharing. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a, a quick break and then when we get back, we're going to, to, to jump into your experience going into Western medicine and the medical model, surgery, glioblastoma, mm-hmm. brain, brain tumor, mm-hmm. the whole experience with your husband, John. We'll be right back. Humans only use 10% of the brain. That can't change no matter how much we try. But you don't need to limit your body to the same standards. Bring your cells to 100% with Green 85 Juice Formula. Replace 85% of nutrients your body needs to function to the next level. Our chemical-free juice formula is 100% organic, contains no stimulants, and is made right here in the USA. Visit ChemicalFreeBody.com and get Green 85 shipped right to your door. ChemicalFreeBody.com 
What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Tiffany Gidley, Mrs. Oregon, 2021. Thanks for being <laughs> here, friend. So, all right. Thank you. I had to do us in the first segment because it was yeah. really kind of cool. Um, you know, it a lot of cool. people I have on, you know, I they're amazing people, but they don't really know me mm -hmm. uh, as much as like as you do. I mean, some of them mm -hmm. do. But um, it was really cool to share your experience. And then, so you have this background, this history of getting healthy. You've, you've really mm -hmm. embraced it. Um, it helped you win Miss Oregon 2021. It's got Mrs. Yeah. Yeah, Mrs. <laughs> sorry. And, um, and um, so then all of a sudden, your husband gets diagnosed with brain cancer. What was that like? Well, so I'll rewind just a tiny bit. Your uh, regimen, your health regimen has helped me through psoriasis. Number one, I was uh, prescribed a steroid and I said, no, thank you. And I really amped up my, uh, my juicing at the time because I wasn't getting your fresh greens because I moved to central Oregon. Yeah. So um, that's when I really got back into the, um, the green 85. Mm -hmm. And so um, anyway, and I have never had another bout of psoriasis. And I told that dermatologist, no, thank you. I do not want a steroid. I can cure my body, you know, with health. And so there was that. And then number two, uh, I actually had um, with our second child, um, he actually shot um, not quite through my uterus, but I had a hole in childbirth. Uh, from probably my first delivery um, stress on my uterus. So when my second child was born, um, the doctor peeked over the curtain because it was in the, all my children uh, miracles and, and um, emergency C-sections. But she said, hey, just so you know, you will never have children again. There is a huge hole in your uterus. And this was before I even know that I had a healthy living baby boy for the second mm -hmm. time. And so um, she wanted to take every all my um, ovaries and everything right then and there. And I said, absolutely not. And that's why I got really back into the greens, um, again, and I healed my uterus. So for my third child, which I did have a healthy baby girl 20 months later. Um, and it was, it was so special, but I, uh, I attribute that to the greens because actually one of the delivery nurses made a comment. She's like, wow. And it's a little personal, but she's like, wow, you have a really nice, healthy, tight uterus. And I was like, yes, because it's due to the greens, it's due to the greens. And so, um, so I've always um, taken it seriously. My husband, you know, not so much and, and that's okay because it's, it's all in everyone's time and everyone's mm -hmm. journey. Um, and obviously I had two situations where I needed to, you know, it woke me up, I need to be healthy. It's, you know, you either pay for it now or you pay for it later. And so um, not even a year ago, uh, my husband was diagnosed with with brain cancer, a brain tumor, excuse me. Uh, he was having brain seizures and they started to become closer together and more severe. So we went, well, I didn't even go because they had first initially, uh, he went to the doctor and they said he had a vitamin B12 deficiency and he was dehydrated. And so they treated him for that. So then he had um, another uh, brain seizure and so his mom took him to the ER. So, cause we didn't obviously know what that was and did all of the scanning, all of the testing, nothing came up, um, said, oh, you're you know healthy 38 year old. Uh, he's never had any health issues. And then there was a small little white spot on one of the, the scans. And they said, oh, it's probably, it's nothing. And he, he married his mother and his mother that was there with him said, no, 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 no. We want a full MRI 
and we're not leaving until we get one. And so um, after that, um, he did, it was interesting. I was on the FaceTime with him at the hospital and he had another brain seizure. So I was snapping pictures. His eyes would lock one way, then they'd lock another one and they just would bug out because the, the pressure we found there was a um, five, by five by seven centimeter tumor pressing in the middle of his um, brain. And so it would, you know, pressing on the optic nerve. So he, you know, was going this way and that he never actually fell on the ground, but it would, he would pause and he couldn't speak. Um, so I took pictures of that and it was, it was pretty scary, but they did find that. And then, especially if somebody you think about if he's driving or something, you know, well, and it did happen while he was driving. Yeah, it, it did. Um, I know super scary. His brother grabbed the wheel. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. No, super scary. Cause he was, he's out for like, you know, 20 seconds, you know, and it's a long time. So yeah, he actually couldn't drive for quite some time after the, after the surgery. You're not, I think it's six months. You're not supposed to drive after a, a seizure, but. Um, oh, and really quick. I just want to put yeah. this in perspective for people because the doctor said, Hey, everything's okay. And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden there's a five to seven centimeter tumor, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. let's say six in the middle, which is a little over, that's about 2.3 inches. Mm -hmm. Pretty good size, mm -hmm. you know, pretty two, good size. Yeah. Two, yeah. Two, two, two inches. That's like, uh, a little bit bigger than a golf ball there you go yeah right in the center of his brain so it made it very difficult uh to operate on but we mm -hmm. were given uh we we met at our local hospital saint charles in bend and met with a neurologist met with a surgeon and you know he got really great reviews and he was you know a wonderful man uh and we had the surgery um just a couple weeks later locally and you know he's like i got my doctor we don't need a second opinion i want this out you know i can only imagine you know <laughs> wanting it out of your head yeah. um and so he had this surgery and um you know of course it was obviously during covid so it was challenging that just a fight to be there with him was a challenge um and he uh once he was out of surgery yeah <laughs> I was left in the waiting room for four hours after the surgeon came and said, uh, you know, he, he, he came out great. You know, you can see him soon. Um, you know, and I'm so sorry. I could only get 40% when initially he thought he could get about 90% of it out. Um, and, um, so I said, you know what, that's, that's okay. You know, we are, we, we believe in God and we're, um, we know that, you know, things do happen for a reason. You do need to do your best, of course. But, you know, I said, don't worry about it. I said, you know what, we're in, we're in God's hands. And he pulled out his cross and he's like, I don't wear this for nothing. So, I mean, he was a very nice man. And I feel he did the best that he could, you know, without hurting him because he didn't feel comfortable. The problem was, is the, we found out it was cancer. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and at that moment, because of course they had to biopsy it. Um, but they couldn't get, so... Here, think of my fingers as arteries, and they couldn't get the cancer between the arteries. He wasn't comfortable enough, which I'm glad because if he, you know, nicked an artery, that could be loss of vision, loss of, you know, any of the things. And he actually came out um, really well. I mean, really didn't notice any any different. He healed really well. Um, the standard practice in at St. Charles is they put a bulb. Um, where the incision is, he had the incision on his right side and his hairline. So we did a little hair cutting ceremony and you really can't see right now, but they pulled back the skin yeah, cut in crazy. and they went through the side um, and took out, you know, as much of the mass as they could. 
Um, and so at that point, you know, we were just glad that he was alive and all the things, but we knew, you know, we did want to see if we could get to another specialist to see if we could get more out was, was where we felt led. Um, and I will tell you right when we found out that we had, uh, when he had a brain tumor, we took to social media immediately because we didn't know anything about this. Um, I remember that. Yeah. We, and we had thousands of prayers. Um, and then the very first woman who was a friend of mine, she's a former blazer dancer, sweet gal, her, our sons are our friends and she's very much into health. And she said, Tiffany, you don't know what I know, but you need to get to NIH. Um, it'll take you two months. You need to keep knocking on their door because they are the best of the best in this country. And I said, okay, thank you. And so I, you know, I took her for her word because her husband actually has genetic brain tumors um, and the whole family and, and they've lost family members at St. Charles. Um, and then he was actually going to be on dialysis had they gone with the um, standard practice of care for him here locally in central Oregon. And she said, no, no, we weren't going to do it. So we went to NIH and he's, you know, living and all is well. And you don't know what I know, but you need to get there. The machinery is better, all the things with that. Um, that was another eye-opener, but I fully believe, like I shared with you before, the situation with my son where they wanted to take all my ovaries and uterus and everything out, um, I learned to advocate. I learned to ask questions. And from you know the stories that I heard about your friends, you don't just take the first opinion. You know, mm-hmm. you research, you do your homework, and you, you know, you take care of your health. And from that moment too, he was on the greens. He was no carbs, no sugar, no dairy. Um, what I had learned from your classes. And he actually came to a couple of those classes too. Um, and he did it. I mean, he's been very, very uh, religious about it. And uh, I was even, even with COVID, I was not supposed to leave the hospital, but I left the hospital and, and they told me if I leave, I can't come back. And I said, well, I'm sorry, he cannot eat the food here. I need to go get him his oxygenated water, Congan water, and I need to get him his greens. And so I left and they did let me back in, but it was a fight. And so um, don't mess with Tiffany. Don't mess with me. <laughs> so, so Mama anyway, that... <laughs> well, Hey, real, real quick, real quick. Yeah. What kind of food was at the hospital? What were they trying to give him? Well, well, Tim, they had turkey sandwiches, processed turkey with bread, banana milkshakes. What would you like to eat <laughs> while you come out <laughs> with your cancer diagnosis? Yeah, no. And it was very interesting because I also, um, a friend of mine, a friend, um, way back when I actually dated a radiologist. And so I, um, I always swore if I got cancer, I would give him a call. Of course, it wasn't me. It was John, but I felt, uh, that I owed it to John to just reach out and, you know, see what other information I could get. And it's very interesting because he, even I told him that, you know, he's on this great diet. We're doing great. Everything's, you know, um, going well, you know, asking for questions, we should ask the doctors for the second opinion and all these things. Um, and he was like, Oh, for the love, give him a banana milkshake. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, you know, it's just, it, it's astonishing to me how many doctors in the medical field, they don't understand the health benefits that our body is such, you know, there, we have healing foods out there. And, um, and, and, and as far as believers too, that's the other thing where I just, I wouldn't take their diagnosis. In fact, so we went to, uh, NIH, we got accepted the week of Christmas 
so he had his surgery. Um, can I, can I, before we get into yeah. that, I want to I want to take a pause and I want to talk about sugar for a moment because I oh, know people might people might have some questions here, right? Yeah. And you know, you know, the, I firmly believe that we have the power to heal ourselves of anything in a split second. Yeah, I just I just don't know how to do it yet. I'm working on that myself. <laughs> yeah. Is that your daughter? Uh, that's my Nelson Wayne, my miracle baby that almost shot through my uterus. Yes. <laughs> okay. He's, he's, getting, he wants mama's attention. So <laughs> we'll be done with mom in a yeah. little bit. She's, she's uh, sharing some important stuff for other people. Yeah. But um, so what I learned was, is that, you know, sugar feeds disease, all disease, especially with mm -hmm. tumors. It's like throwing gasoline on a bonfire. Even if you have a little can of gasoline, you throw it on a bonfire, what's going to happen? It's like, woof, it goes up. So we know that there was a gal, her name was Edie Mae Huntsburg. And she had tumors. She was from California and she went to Hippocrates Health Institute like I did and healed herself and her tumors were gone. But every fall, her tumors would come back. Yes, and then I they remember go, the story. And then they, then they mm -hmm. go away every fall. It was, mm -hmm. she was a very well-liked person, very nice. And she had friends and in the fall, figs and dates. They brought over a lot mm -hmm. of figs and dates. Now, these are natural fruits, but they're, mm -hmm. guess what? They're full of freaking sugar. And what we found out was it's actually... You know, cane sugar. Hey, let's see the hand wave. How you doing, buddy? Is um, cane sugar is uh, excuse me, fruit sugars are actually worse for cancers because becoming natural, they actually like hit on like seventy four receptor sites. Whereas a fake like a cane sugar that's been kind of stripped down only hits on five, but they're really bad. All of them are really bad. So our mm -hmm. belief is is like if you can't spontaneously heal yourself and you don't have that you know, power yet, or you haven't figured that mm -hmm. out, then probably a good idea to stay off of sugar until you're well. Okay. And then Absolutely. once you're well, then you can go back mm -hmm. and have some sugar, some fruit that's ripe and biological like and mm -hmm. local, right? Not hybrid right. stuff. That's super. Yeah. So we just want to say that because anybody dealing with the conquest of disease, sugar yeah. is not your friend. It oh, is no, not no. your friend. You have to decide yeah. on like, do you really want to live or mm -hmm. is it, is sugar that important mm -hmm. to you? Right. right. So, okay. So now you're yeah. going to you're going to um, NIH. NIH, yes. So yes, the whole diet. I mean, we, well, and of course I called you too and we got on the, the frankincense oils and mm. the wormwood. We saw a um, naturopath to get on all of the, you know, vitamin D, all the vitamins that you need. I can't even list them all off, but it's absolutely- You guys did high dose vitamin C IV, right? Oh yeah, oh yes. Awesome. And we did um, intravenous, yes, vitamin C together. That was fun. Uh, the other thing is the, um, oh, um, the flake baths, the foot soaks with yes. the, um, magnesium, yeah, the magnesium. Thank you. Um, yeah. we also got an infrared sauna and he was religiously doing that too. He'd even duck his head down to get in and was working his way up to, you know, 40 minutes in that thing every Which, day. Yeah. Let mm -hmm. me break that down really quick too, because, mm -hmm. um, I've sold saunas for nine years. I tell this story all the time because these saunas are so important for people to know about, especially for people with cancer. I, you can go look up Dr. Mercola interviews, Dr. Brian Clement, mm -hmm. and it's yep. an old interview. And, and somewhere in there, he starts talking about saunas and Brian just mm -hmm. drops the gauntlet and really educates him on those saunas. You can also check out episode 61 of this show, the Health Hero Show. And I go deep into this with the owner, Phil Wilson of the Relax Sauna Company. So yeah. if you guys are interested in getting saunas, just go to thehealthysauna.com. That's thehealthysauna.com. You can get a $100 discount and get your sauna. So the point is, is that infrared saunas in general 
raise the core temperature of the body, right? Now, if you look at people like Hippocrates himself and Paramedes, they said that by raising, give me the power to create fever and I can cure all disease, right? So what Dr. Clement learned from Dr. Coyne in that five-year study, you'll have to learn about it in another episode, episode 61, is that when you raise the core temperature, you kill harmful organisms, viruses, bacteria, mold, mm -hmm. yeast, fungus, and cancer. Like and it's, cancer. hey there, it's literally, <laughs> it literally kills cancer cells. Now, this isn't me saying it. This is like Dr. Coyne, who's mm -hmm. like, he, you know, if a doctor has two specialties, they're considered a genius. This guy had five. He developed oh the my. Siemens Corporation, the virtual colonoscopy, and did some other crazy wow. stuff. They did a five-year study on hyperthermia, mm -hmm. where in Europe, it was a treatment for cancer, where the doctors in Europe were raising the core temperature of their uh, patients, and they were killing cancer cells. And it was working, very effective for mm -hmm. cancer, but they had to be, in, the patients had to be monitored and be injected with uh, anti-convulsion medications and so it was like a really recipe that they had to be under doctor's care to do it. Mm -hmm. Dr. Coyne studies this thing. And after five years is like talking to Brian and Brian's like, can we do this at the Institute? We'll help people. He said, Brian, mm -hmm. if you'll just get your clients into an infrared sauna six to seven days a week for 30 minutes, it's much mm -hmm. more effective at killing cancer cells than the hyperthermia treatments that we right. studied for five years, which by the way is very effective. So mm -hmm. from there, Brian plasters, uh, you know, infrared saunas all over his institute. He's promoting them. I come in afterwards. I learned in 2000, uh, uh, what, um, it was 2011 when I first went, there was like hardly any saunas on the place. And in between that and 2013, when I went back the second time, that's when Dr. Clement talked with Dr. Coyne. And then I came back mm -hmm. in 2013 and the whole institute, 50 acres is plastered with infrared saunas. And yeah. they're telling everybody to get into a sauna every day. And Brian mm -hmm. won't travel unless he can get into a sauna. So yeah. the sauna that you and John are using mm -hmm. is six to nine times better than the best saunas out there, the best expensive yeah. wooden saunas, six oh, to know. nine times better, yeah. right? So, well, and I know this from talking to you and not only that, but you can actually feel it. You can feel, cause I have a membership at our local place, which is fabulous. I mean, it's great. I do all my cryotherapy there and that's wonderful for inflammation mm. and what have you, but, and the liquid turmeric that you is fabulous that you, you have for chemical free. But the sauna that we have that you suggested we get is, you can definitely tell it is so much more, you know, it is much more stronger at pulling toxins out because I can feel the slime when I am in there. I know you're not supposed to rub it around, just shower it off, but I can literally feel it on my skin. Whereas before I'd go in those wooden saunas and I just be glistening and a little bit here. No, no, this is serious business. If you want to be, you know, healthy, and save time and, and pull out as many toxins. Yes, these relaxed saunas or the healthy sauna is definitely the way to go. Yeah, and the reason why, just to explain it, is like these, the really good saunas are gonna raise your core temperature about a degree to a degree and a half. Mm -hmm. The relaxed sauna in 25 minutes gets you up to 3.2 degrees and, and an hour is 4.2. That's why John's been Amazing. working his way up and it's it's yeah. hard to get in there. It so he's, he's triple quadrupling down on raising his core mm -hmm. temperature, which, is doing what Dr. Coyne said um, to the max, right? So yeah. that's just one strategy. So what, we're, what we've been doing with John is we've been layering these, I call mm -hmm. them the, the cards in the deck of health uh, in mm -hmm. his favor to boost up his immune system. Yes. So, well, it's time to take a quick break. So okay. let's, let's do that. And when we get back, let's finish that journey into NIH okay. and then really go through the solutions one by one so other people can learn okay. dealing with the same stuff. We'll be right back. <laughs> Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. 
Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution absorbs over 100 times better than regular turmeric products, eliminating the need to add black pepper. Turmeric 100 helps against inflammation and pain and is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% natural, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Tiffany Gidley, Mrs. Oregon 2021. And we've been talking about her journey through cancer, brain cancer with her husband, John. Um, okay, so you're, 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 you're going to NIH. I think that we're, yes. we're, trying, we're trying to get to NIH. So let's just get yeah. there. What's going on? So um, NIH, we got accepted. It took, like she said, my friend had suggested it takes about two months to get in. And we did. We sent all the the slides, it takes some time, but it's important to have a referral. We had a referral, amazing woman named Ravella, and she um, directed me to their uh, center to get all of the, his slides, all of his scans from his, I mean, there's thousands of them. And so I had to get those sent. That was challenging, but they will help you. We got them in there. Uh, and then we had an appointment. And actually I will back up because uh, we also had gotten a second opinion from uh, UCSF down in San mm -hmm. Francisco. Cause I have my, um, I know another family friend through marriage who was having brain surgery as well down there. And so we did of course with COVID a zoom call, we were happy to drive down there, but they said, no, 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 just let's do the zoom call. They looked at everything and they said, oh yeah, yeah, we can get probably 40%, you know, getting the cancer from the arteries, probably not the other 10 because, um, it's his tumors connected to his insula. And so that would be very, very dangerous to remove anything more than that. But they said, you know what? We do it all the time. We can do this. And we're like, okay, great. So then NIH called, we got that acceptance and uh, we did a Zoom call. They actually accepted him with the first slide. So prior to his tumor being removed, they said, yes, we'll take him, let's do this. And so I had to say, okay, well, um, I need to get you the new slides. And they said, no, no, absolutely. Let's get him in. So we went in February, we had a um, family vacation first part of the year. And then we said, okay, we'll do that. And then we'll come and come back, regroup and go to see if we can get the other 40% out. So we went there and he had, I mean, it was an amazing team of um, doctors and nurses, lots of people, cause it's right there by John Hopkins. You also have, um, let's see, what is that? Oh my gosh. Um, uh, the military hospital. Oh my gosh. It's failing. I cannot remember the name of it. Oh my gosh, it'll come to me. That's but okay. anyway, he had, he had this team, the, the hospital that was right next to NIH. Help me. Oh, well, he's not listening. Um, no, John Hopkins and the other one. There's another one right next to it. You had one of the, anyway, he had a nurse that was there that was great. Um, and so um, anyway, um, his, his nurse, um, I mean, it was just, it was an amazing team that took care of him and they did all of the testing again and they did, um, you know, the scans. And actually they said from all of the things that he was doing with his health, they couldn't believe, I mean, he was just a healthy specimen minus, minus the, uh, the tumor because they, yeah. they, you know, they pull back to do the blood pressure and they'd be like, Oh, the muscles. Oh my gosh. Are you a runner? Because, you know, he was just so healthy from all of the things that he was doing. I'm so sorry. All of the things <laughs> that he was doing 
um, for his. We know your your Mrs. Oregon. That means there's kids. I am three children. So all of the things that he was doing for his health, I mean, it was really, really showing. So, um, uh, with, you know, of course COVID he, um, was wheeled away. I couldn't go in. I couldn't be there. Uh, I did get to wait during the surgery though, which was six hours, uh, for the second surgery. Oh, eight for the second surgery. Excuse me. Um, and I waited and they were really kind. They kept giving me updates. They had it on the screen. Uh, all the things that were, were happening, uh, and when he would be, you know, out and, you know, cause I was worried cause <laughs> they had forgotten me the first time, the first surgery. And I sat there for four hours wondering if he was okay, what was happening, if something, if he'd taken a turn, um, but they were really professional. So, um, then I didn't realize this, but I couldn't be with him for 10 days while he was in the hospital due to COVID. I thought, I talked to the captain, I tried every which way, but it wasn't, um, it was actually pretty, pretty sad because um, they did let me come in and make sure that he, I think it's a liability thing. They want to make sure that I see that he's alive. He came out of surgery. He hadn't even come to, they'd ask if he knew his name, if he knew the president. And he said, well, he hadn't been told that yet. Um, so he wasn't even coherent, but he was alive and they got an additional 40 to 50% out. So they let me stay longer than I could have that evening. And then there was 10 days of just kind of waiting for him to recover. And I got to talk to him, you know, during those times and, um, you know, nothing, no fight, uh, loss, no hearing loss. I mean, he, he did really, really well. And they didn't actually use the bulb that I explained. They, they, um, seal everything back. And so he did have more of a black eye this time because they let the blood just drain versus locally, they have a bulb that, that drains the blood from, from the surgery. So, um, so now you got all this, you got the tumor out, which in some cases, you know, like, you know, our approach over here is like, and again, we're not doctors, but from what I've learned and what, you know, I would do in my situation, if I had to deal with that, which is I would do everything I can naturally first. And if that doesn't right. work in some people though, they do get the surgeries, they remove it, and then they yes. get really busy with their new lifestyle, right? Sure. Which it sounds yeah. like that's what he did. Did you ever talk to the doctors and ask them what caused the tumor in the first place? They, they didn't know. They didn't know when it started and they didn't know, they, they could not answer. And he had those biopsied. So we actually had to wait. Um, we have all the pathology reports, but they couldn't tell you if it started when he was little, if it's, and from our experience in learning about cancer, we know that, you know, from a pea size, a pea size um, cancer uh, lump, so typically, you know, breast tissue takes about five to seven years to grow. So when they, you know, diagnose people go, oh my gosh, I have to have surgery right, right away. Um, when really they, they have some, they have plenty of time. We actually had plenty of time, um, you know, so we could have saved the, you know, we could have really had one surgery, but that's okay. We feel that, you know, everything does happen for a reason. Uh, we were aggressively, when we got back, we were aggressively um, approached for radiation and chemo. I mean, I'm, I can't even tell you how aggressive it was. It was like, we don't have an option. We are going to those appointments. Um, we met with an oncologist, a radiologist, and they had a gal come in and would say, you know, when you have the radiation prior to coming in, you're going to be strapped down to this board. We're going to put a mask over you, fit it to you. So when you're having um, these treatments, you can't move. So the treatment hits in just the right spot, you know, and when you do this and when, 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 and I said, pump the brakes. <laughs> we don't yeah. even know if we're, you know, we, we, that's not what we see. We do not feel led in that direction. 
you know, John's doing all the things holistically um, to heal himself. Um, you know, we believe in the power of prayer, all the things. And we are so grateful, you know, for where it is right now that we don't, we don't feel that that's, you know, where we need to be. And of course that was at our local hospital. And we talked to the surgeon and we explained to him, you know, for his age, having three children, you know, the life expectancy, you know, they were giving him like five to 10 years. And then it was like, okay, well, we have three young children. Why would we take, you know, two more years of him going through chemo and radiation and the horrible um, bout that goes and killing every good cell in your body. I mean, okay, great. You kill the bad, you're putting carcinogens in, you're killing all your good cells. That does that make any sense? No, it made no sense to us. And so um, then of course we went and, you know, NIH um, called us Zoom call and wanted to talk to us about their standard practice of care and their standard practice of care was for him to have to start with chemo and then go to radiation. And we, um, again, said, I'm so sorry, you know, um, and we asked, like I said, I had some help in asking, you know, the right questions of them is, you know, okay, well, the life expectancy would this change, um, would this help? How much would it shave off? You know, all of the things. Mm. And then, well, wouldn't it also cause cancer to grow later? Because, okay, you're putting, <laughs> you're putting cancer in and, um, you know, we, we learned that, okay, it might kill what you have now, but five years down the road, you have another lump tumor somewhere else and then 10 years and then this, and then that. And it's just, again, you know, it made no sense. And they told us, well, if you don't go with the standard practice of care, then you could be disqualified from further treatments help. And so it was, it was very aggressive. You know, when we showed up in February, we had a follow-up because he had all of the Fear. Um, they use fear. Mm-hmm. It's like, so hey, had- it's like, it's like you go to um, a sandwich shop and you're like, um, I'll take a turkey sandwich, no pun intended, from the hospital food. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> on, it was his favorite sandwich, yeah. Yeah, on 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 rye, and they're like, sorry, the turkey comes on white bread, and mm-hmm. if you don't take the rye, then you can get the hell out of here, and we'll never sell you a sandwich again. <laughs> like, would you want to do? Would you want to buy from that sandwich shop? probably you wouldn't you you, that's not a really good business so they use they use fear and if you really pause for a moment you think about how inhumane that is inhuman and it's Mm -hmm. it's not cool it's just not it's not no they are they have a business and Mm -hmm. it's like you use whatever you service you want and the diagnostic Mm -hmm. equipment is fantastic in in the western Mm -hmm. medicine the doctors Mm -hmm. for surgeries and stuff is amazing hopefully that people don't ever need them but when you do need them thank god they're there and emergency uh-huh. room doctors amazing uh-huh. but when it comes to palliative care and stuff uh-huh. like that pumping chemotherapy which is a, a form of mustard uh-huh. gas in some cases uh-huh. um and radiation i've seen it do some 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 crazy things to people but guess yeah. what that's there it's an option if you want it go ahead uh-huh. knock yourself out right. but but Standard you guys decided to opt out yeah. you you felt highly pressured the whole time yeah. and well and we been. asked too we said can you please show us because they were showing us the charts for if he had this treatment what this would do what this would do and and the the radio uh yeah the radiologist that came in was new because we looked him up we look up everybody see what you know what's their resume and all the things and he was brand spanking new and he kept pointing and i know this from sales point to the chart. If you don't have any experience, you point to the graphs and the charts and use, you know, and so he was pointing to all this. And I said, okay, can you give me the, uh, the graph for the healthy 38 year old men that treat themselves holistically? And of course they can't because they don't document that, but we had an amazing community behind us 
that told us, look, you guys can do this. And all the support of the greens. And we had greens delivered to our door every week. I mean, it was, it was really cool. And people that just came forward and said, we encourage you, you know, these are all of the things that, you know, you can do to help yourself. And even people that had lost family members in the eighties said, you know, we didn't have the options then that we do now. Mm-hmm. And, but you can, you can do this and gave suggestions and the people that connected us with others, like it was just, it was amazing. So just this June, we went back to NIH, we flew there for his um, checkup. And so mm-hmm. we, um, he did all of the scanning, you know, full day. They, I mean, they get you in and out. It's, it's a, it's, it's a science. It's a business. It's amazing how you're not wasting time. It's just whoop, check you all out. And he checked out great. Um, they determined that the cancer was not growing. So that was huge. So that was really uplifting and all of the things that he had been doing. I mean, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work to be healthy, especially when you have cancer, <laughs> but he has done awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, and it really, it really showed with the, um, with the, uh, the fact that it wasn't growing. And so then what they did, of course, they wanted to push the radiation and chemo again. And so the questions that I went in with were kind of what we already talked about. Um, one of the, cause the surgeon just said, you know, I'm done. I've done all that I can can, you know, thanks for, for being here and, and, um, and trusting us with your care. And then they had another oncologist come in and she was the one that was on the zoom call that, you know, was very, very pushy with the radiation and the, and the, um, chemo and yes and so with that um i asked two main questions okay um basically you know why would we put in a carcinogen with the whole you know you can have a tumor then a five and ten years some somewhere else because you're putting that into your body and then the other question or the well she had presented this one because she said well just so you know the tumor will never be smaller than it is and i said um time out (laughs) Uh, we have friends whose cancer has completely gone away and know people where they have, have been healed. Uh, and then, you know, and we believe in God, we believe that he can take this away, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we're not interested in this. We don't feel that we felt led to NIH and we're very, very grateful and so thankful for the care and the team. Um, but as far as, you know, treatments right now, we're just not interested and we don't feel led there. So that was, that was the last, um, check-in and he'll go every, every, you know, four to six to nine months, depending yeah. on what he decides for awesome. full body scans. Yeah. Well, so far it's an awesome story. Um, I hope that, uh, you know, John's feeling really good now I heard. So that's cool. He is. Yeah. And, He's feeling great. Um, you know, you said it's a lot of work to be healthy, but you know, think about it's, it's, <laughs> but it's, it's worth it. Do you, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. well, think about the op- other option. <laughs> it's right? like, you know, yeah. you would have a lot of work to do if he's not healthy. Yeah. Right? Oh, a lot, a lot a lot of work to do and and being healthy after a while, you know, it is it's a little bit of a lifestyle change in the bidding. It's a big lifestyle mm-hmm. change, but once you get used to it, it's like riding a bicycle. Right. Like I I'm, I'm at and, I'm at the 11 year mark and I can tell you it's just easy. It's just easy. Well, and I guess what I meant by that too is just when you have cancer, you don't know like he doesn't know what is the thing that's helping. Like, is it the frankincense? Is it the, you know, turmeric? Is it the wormwood? Is it the greens? Well, exactly. And so he, he has this amazing regimen that he does and the saunas and all, you know, the foot soaks. And so, you know, obviously if we can, you know, take care of our bodies, because who knows? I mean, we don't know, um, you know, hopefully we can prolong those things and, or stop them, you know, Mm. 
before, but I mean, it can happen to anybody yeah. and it's just nice to have the resources and know what you can do and that you don't have to eat, you know, the standard American diet or go with the standard practice of care. That's given. Cool. Well, I've got a, a naturopath I met who's got some crazy cool uh, uh, cancer protocols. Um, I think he's Ooh. out of Arizona. I'll hook you up with him. He's going to be on my show here. Oh, fun! In a couple months, I've got him booked. Um, I was okay. I was searching for naturopaths for a, a private one-on-one client in their area. Oh, Arizona. neat! And found this guy. We got talking. I'm like, wow, dude, you're awesome. I want to get you on my show. You know, it was just <laughs> like, he's like, absolutely. So it was really cool because he's in it for the right reasons. He's not overcharging people. And it was just really cool. So oh, well, I, want to, I want to thank you for coming on and opening up your heart and your home and your, um, and your stories about your, your personal stuff with your family. So other people can relate that mm-hmm. are, are propositioned with, you know, yeah. they've, they've been diagnosed with cancer. Now it's like, what do they do? Um, you guys have just come out of the surgery type thing and, Mm -hmm. you know, other people will completely do it all natural. Some will do surgery and then do natural. Some will do, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. surgery and and chemo and then natural. Some will do surgery, radiation, chemo and natural. And, and, Mm -hmm. and, and and some will just do all Western medicine and no natural. It's okay. These are, these are choices. It's a free country. You can, you can do whatever you want, but, um, and you hit it right on the head. I mean, you have to go with what, where you feel led and to speak up for yourself and to ask the right questions. And the other thing that I want to add is being a woman, what I learned, um, you know, in regards to breast cancer, because we've talked to a lot of cancer patients, a lot of families, I learned something about, um, I will never have a mammogram. I've never had one. I will not have one. There's a thing called, correct me if I'm wrong, um, tomography. Thermography. Thank you. I always confuse it. Thermography. So you can, just like you were talking about your, um, the temperature, you can actually have your body scan to mm-hmm. see if you have cancer instead of squishing cancer around and making it grow in your body, which is not a smart move. Yeah. Mammograms um, actually cause and cancer. And so I just want to let, Correct. And that's what I wanted to let people know, because I know so many people don't, they have no clue because they've never researched it and they just jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. And I've told a lot of my girlfriends and said, please, please be careful and at least research. Because again, I mean, it, health is, you know, it's a personal journey and, you know, you have to be led to where it is that you want and what, you know, interests you. But I did want to say that because obviously I'm for women and, and support and encouraging, you know, them and their families for cancer. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And um, you shared a lot and I'm really happy for you and your family and the kids and they got mom and dad all healthy. And I hope that uh, uh, John, when he watches this, that he um, realizes what a gift he has in you and your children and continues on the path to heal. Um, And not only just for you guys, but for him, mostly for himself, him being the example first, taking care of himself, loving Mm -hmm. himself enough. And then you guys will benefit from him taking the lead uh, you're kind of passing the baton over to him. And then, you know, he's going to be an inspiration to a lot of men. He is. He absolutely he really is. is. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. The things that he's going to be able to do for yeah. and helping other people through this journey. So it's really good. Um, I think you guys are doing really good work in the bend area and not just in real estate and, 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 and uh, investing and stuff, but with what you're doing in your lifestyles and, and what you do in the community and all the, all the ways that you guys give back. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Tim. And um, thank you listeners around the world for tuning in. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. If you have a, uh, if you're currently dealing with cancer um, or have a loved one or friend or somebody at the office that you work with that's dealing with cancer, please share this episode with them. Um, Please like, share, and subscribe. And um, 
I, I just, I, I love our audience. Um, we have these health heroes all over the world that are tuning in. Um, I've talked to a lot of you actually, and um, people have called in, I've called out on some product orders and stuff and talked to people and they're binge watching the podcast, which is really cool. And um, it's yeah. just, it's just uh, very humbling that as many people are, are tuning in as they are. And um, I just want to tell everybody from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And I hope that you really get Tiffany's and her family's hey, message out. Tim, to the world. Yes. I have to, I have to, I just was shushing my child, but Nelson Wayne, what did you just ask me? Say it, say it loud. You can say it loud. Get, get him over here and get him over here get, on the camera. Nelson, come here, come over here real quick. This is, I, this is what I love about this one. He will not go it <laughs> here. What did you just ask me? I want green juice. Say it louder. Get him I there. want green juice. Not a boy. What do you want? Tell Tim what you want. I want green juice. <laughs> you want this one? He loves it. Nelson, you want that, this one? Nelson, look. Is that it now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that a boy. He wants his green juice. Yeah. That's cool. Well, that's that says it right there. That's what it's all about. So we want to have we want to have good public health. We want to have healthy kids, healthy families, healthy communities, mm-hmm. and a healthy world. We're all connected. So until next time, change yourself, change your world, and we'll be back with you very soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. (laughs) 